You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. All the time of the evening where you join us on Pertinence uh, Punctuated and Alhamdulillah, it is a program that uh, many of you look forward to and uh, we also look forward to Pertinence uh, Punctuated and uh, yes, uh, to kick it off is uh, none other than our very own Sheikh Shuaib Abaida. Sheikh, Assalamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful uh, evening, yeah, Sheikh? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my dear beloved brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the listeners of Markaz Sahaba, the voice of Alu Sunnah wal Jamaah. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening. And uh, all preparations are going well. You know, we are heading towards Ramadan. And uh, yeah, I may Allah to bless us and accept us and grant us good health so that we make it through to uh, this coming uh, Shaban. And that Ramadan, inshallah, must be ours with a lot of gratitude and a lot of good work, Shah. Now you say so beautiful, a lot of uh, gratitude, a lot of good work. And then, uh, you know, when you look around uh, the person that shows shukar and the person that has sabr, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks upon that type of uh, person with a lot of uh, favors. And, you know, perhaps it's a gift, a quality that is gifted to human beings by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us. Uh, what's your thoughts there, Shaitra Maida? No, no, definitely, uh, Shafi. If you look at uh, shukar and uh, sabar, these are one of the most important uh, actually qualities that we should be uh, adopting as Muslims. You know, uh, if you hear about it, there is no any better reward for sabar or patience except for Jannah. And then when it comes to actually uh, shukar, which is gratitude, Allah Ta'ala says about it, If you show appreciation of what I'm doing for you, definitely I'm going to increase you in bounties and also increase you in sustenance. And those are two of the, two of the qualities that actually do not go by without uh, the one who possesses them uh, being rewarded handsomely, Shaf. Yes, uh, Sheikh Maida, you know, that is such an important thing that uh, we should be aware that Allah is Allahu alimun hakimun, Allah is all-knowing, all-wise, Allah is samiyun. And, you know, he's listening to us, he's watching, and he knows every move that we make. And, you know, man, indeed, he's so forgetful, and then he gets a shaitan bombarding him, taking away him away from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so forth. But our topic this evening is a, you know, cheerful countenance, and that is such an important thing that in life, you know, when we make a move and the way we walk and people look at our expression and so forth, uh, we need to uh, be those uh, that will uh, motivate those around us. And, uh, you know, when people see us, they get happy and uh, so forth. And, you know, people may ask, what is a cheerful countenance? And, uh, you know, having a happy disposition, uh, being always in good uh, spirits, uh, pleasantly bright, gladdening uh, the beholders. And, you know, being like Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu whenever he was in a company, uh, he added nood, he added light, and he uh, was always a word in season. Perhaps uh, your thoughts on that, uh, Shaykh Maida? You know, Shaf, your topic just comes in very handy. I mean, uh, we talk about genuine. You know, being genuine is actually what makes a be in, the, in that position that you're talking about. So that's why, you know, you talk about Nabi Sallallahu he was genuine. Every company he was in, he never pretended to be better than them 
or look inferior towards them, but it fitted them and suited the criteria. And whatever they're doing, whether it's in the company of kids, you want even pick up because you humble himself to the stage of the and status of the kids that actually they will have a decent conversation and whatsoever knowledge have to be dispatched to those, to those kids it will be done in such a way that the kids will not feel like they're being bullied towards that with the being bullied towards understanding certain things so that's the kind of uh, uh, actually um, a behavior pattern with, that we should be having as Muslims. Remember, I was in a, in, in, a, in a team of intellectuals. I want to be was the most intellect person. He was in a team of anybody. He was actually in that category. So you talk about business, you see they would discuss business and you'd be surprised. You see it in, the, in, a, team of, in a team of laymen, you would be there just like one of them and uh, no issues. And uh, I mean, you want to even pick up that even sometimes when people came to see Nabi Sallam, they could ask the question. I mean, we're looking for Nabi Sallam. Where is he here? Because they told us he's in this company. And people depict him and say, there is the one you're looking for. Say, hi. We expected somebody to be sitting with a very big juba and a very big turban and sitting in a very big chair where you could pick up that there's a chief sitting there. But you see how Nabi Sallam was out of that caliber. He was the people's person whereby anybody had access to him at any time because he was the messenger to the entire universe chef after all so there's no a way where he could be hiding somewhere need an appointment or maybe you need to be sitting in actually uh, secluded places where there's too many bodyguards to go before you could reach him but he was open and allowed us have guided him and had the angels guiding him and he only had one good message, that is the message of Allah Ta'ala, which needed no any windows or no sifting, no any bodyguards that will stop anybody from getting that information. And that is the kind of quality shaft we should be adopting as Muslims, because that way we fit into every condition, to any situation. And remember, you have to invite people, we have to invite them with a, a lot of wisdom, and they should see what we're doing, you know, we need by example. So as you said, if you look at uh, Surah Rukman, if we're walking on earth, with bang bang, you know, thinking that maybe this earth can crack for us, you know, our force that we're walking on it, then nothing will happen because there's nothing that we can do with our bang bang. But we walk with humbleness where people look at us, say, look at how humble the person walks. But if you go in bang bang, everybody will look at you like, look at this arrogant person. And you say, Ash, how do I lie? Now people look at like, what, what is wrong with this person? What is he talking about? He's coming to us in uh, such arrogant manner. Now you want us to listen to what he's saying. So all these teams are together to say, Shaf, we need to adopt uh, the humble uh, qualities of Nabi Muhammad that fitted in every aspect of life and made it very easy for people to understand the mission of Islam. Oh, well said, Shaykh And you know, when you look at uh, the, the countenance and you know what makes a uh, a person, a cheerful, you know, your cheerful heart, your heart gets sukoons, and verily in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do hearts uh, feel that sukoon, feel that uh, polished up heart, which is uh, close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, you know, the zikrullah is such an important thing, and when you look, uh, when you're making, uh, you know, you're reading surahs of the Quran, even when you're walking, and you know, like, surah Rahman, or you know, surah Yasin by heart, and you know it with meaning, and you're walking, and all those gives, uh, you know, you, 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 you are thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all these things. And whilst you're reading all the time and you are in current, uh, you know, connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unlike uh, with the connection with your phone or your Wi-Fi or having uh, other thoughts. But how beautiful that is to have that type of, uh, you know, uh, uh, connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that when your entire disposition 
is connected uh, to the divine and the divine alone, uh, Sheikh Shreem Maida. Uh, that's actually encouraging us uh, Muslims, you know, to do what is right. You know, as you're saying, you know, it's good for us to be memorizing those surahs. Memorize surah Yasin for yourself, surah Ar-Rahman, uh, surah, surah Kaf, and all these smallest surahs that are there in uh, uh, Amma Sipara. And I mean, sometimes when you're just taking a walk, you know, just go refresh on those surahs to make sure you've memorized them well. You know, that makes a big difference, as you said, you know, to avoid keeping too much companionship uh, with the shaitani box that is in your pocket, which is the, the phone. But remember also, you can use the phone uh, to benefit you if you download the surahs and you listen to the recitation of different Qur'an and uh, maybe use it as well uh, to go through your work, uh, that is din work, definitely it will help. So we need actually to uh, gear ourselves in that position where divinely, you know, we want to be walking and talking Quran shaf. As you said, you're reading Rahman and you're walking around, you're reading Surah, Surah Taha, you're reading Surah Yasin, you're walking all over and you're reading that and actually enjoying your walk at the same time, you are connected to Allah Ta'ala Shaf. There's nothing better than that uh, to do in life. And you remember, uh, when we do things of that sort, we become close to Allah Ta'ala, that now when it comes to dua, you don't need to phone to say, Shaykh, please make dua for me, I want to do A, B, C, D. The moment you think of something, Allah Ta'ala will find a way of giving that and bringing it to you in a silver platter where you didn't, you didn't expect it. Because simply you've actually developed that link of taqwa and love for your Allah and you get what he says, you are If you actually have that strong bond of love with your Allah Ta'ala, that you love him enough to obey his commandments. Definitely Allah is going to find a way out in every situation you sit in and you'll be sustained from even the sources that you never expected that you could get sustenance from. So definitely, you know, forging that link with Allah is the best divinely that you know whatsoever you're doing when you're driving your car, instead of li listening to music, putting other music, you put the Quran al-Karim. If you can't put, you start reciting yourself while you're driving already. It's a very good and beautiful practice. And if we can start getting it right now, Shaf, definitely come Ramadan will be the best in doing what we're doing. Sheikh uh, Shreya you know, beautiful indeed. And I'm glad we're having this uh, conversation uh, this evening, already enjoying it. And, you know, when you look at the face, especially the face of Sheikh Shreya as an indication of, uh, you know, our moods, our emotion, our character. And the full, you know, the face shows all these moods. And, you know, people just by looking at your face, they can either, you know, you know, he's okay, or he's not okay, or, you know, he's a very angry man, or he's a pleasant man. But also some faces just have a, have a permanent smile on them. But uh, when you get to know that person, he's not like that permanent smile. Uh, <laughs> How do you read into that, uh, Sheikh Shreem Maida? Yeah, Chef, I mean, uh, that's a very amazing, actually, expression you put forward. You know, you must remember there's some uh, people that are actually uh, happy with Allah's brought forward. You know, whether I got it, I do not have it. Alhamdulillah, if Allah would, he could have given to me. So there's no way I could hide my smile because I don't have it. Because if Allah wanted it for me to have it, I'll have it. So these are the kind of faces, Shab, you'll never be able to depict whether they're sad, whether they're happy. It's only Allah who knows, and they keep they keep it only for the praise of Allah, as you says. There's certain faces like my one, Chef, you see me, you say, mm. Uh, this uncle is not happy today. Something is wrong with him. Because simply, you know, my attention is not focused to 
I understand that Allah gives everything that comes on my way. And if it's wrong coming from Allah on my side, it's more maybe because of my handwork and my doing that has caused Allah to give me uh, the consequences of, the, of what I received. So we forget about all that because for me, it's this dunya and what I can get and I want to be the best and I'll do it and get it at every cost that I can. So if I have at that moment thing on that note, then you see me when I have, you see me smiling, you know, the mouth wide open, even a rugby uh, bow that is used for rugby can go in my mouth fitting quickly because of the smile that I'm bringing in. And the time is not going my way. You can just pick up from far. You don't even give me salam because you know I'm not responding to you. So, yeah, let's actually um, hold ourselves in that position where we actually accept and acknowledge that everything comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if it's bad things coming our way, we need to look forward and refocus and look back to say, where did I go wrong that Allah is giving me this kind of reaction? But every good reaction is what Allah is happy with us to. And we can always get that if actually we incline ourselves to Allah ta'ala by obeying his commands and following his teachings and at the same time obeying uh, the master uh, who was sent to teach us everything where Allah ta'ala says uh, that he never spoke of things that he desires talking about Nabi Muhammad and he was not by, taught by human uh, as a teacher we can say his teacher was so and so but he was taught by the almighty force which is Jibreel alayhi salat who brings his all who brings in all the kind of knowledge that Allah gives him to give to Nabi without uh, subtracting or adding, but everything that is divinely unnecessary for us to learn through himself. Yes, uh, perfect there, Sheikh Maida, and you're already flowing around this evening. And also, you know, we talk about Waj Azul Jalal Wal Ikram, and this is you want to see the countenance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is the ultimate reward for the believer. Well, inshallah, inshallah, summa, inshallah, that we'll all be in heaven and, uh, you know, we'll be uh, uh, given the honor of seeing the countenance of our creator and maker and sustainer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, you know, this is the concept of uh, our our religion, Sheikh Shweb Maida, you know, who allow lazi la ilaha illallah. Illahu Rahman Rahim. You know when you read the ninety-nine names of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and in the end you say Wajjalalulikram that you want to see the countenance and face of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Talk to me about that dimension. You know what a beautiful, what a fantastic moment, the most ultimate moment of all moments for uh, the creation uh, for the vicegerent of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is when he or she sees the countenance of, of the Maker, the Creator, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Shaykh this is actually one of the most uh, important moments in life that we all look look forward to. As you say, Dhul Jalal Wal Ikram, I mean, uh, the majesty, king, and uh, the most noble and the honor of all the nobles. I mean, to see him that day is going to be actually uh, a very uh, auspicious moment in life because we talk about Allah Ta'ala. We have seen his miracles and still seeing his miracles. And we're still seeing what he does, giving us life and taking life, sustaining us, you know, giving us the ability to walk left, right, center. You know, our heart is pumping uh, quite a lot of liters of blood into our body system, taking oxygen to the whole body to, uh, to, to wake around. We drink water and that water goes through different uh, channels to get into the body. And there's the brains uh, that is on top of the head, small memory that helps us to recall and understand what is happening. Shaf, you know, to think of the one who've created all these aspects, you know, put them together and make it a human being that works 
through all the systems and particles in life, and one day we'll be able to see him, you know. I mean, that is something that is so amazing. You know, we read in that dua that, Ya Allah, we want to see your beauty uh, on the day of Qiyamah. Look at your beautiful, uh, handsome face on the day of Qiyamah. I mean, we ask for that dua because we want to see him. You know, unfortunately, now we can't see him. But now, you see, it, it is a price that you have to pay, Shaf. And uh, the price is to do good. You know, Allah, Rasul. You obey Allah Ta'ala through the teaching of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And in obeying Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, definitely he's gonna to take us, he's gonna take us through the channels of how to meet Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and how to find Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And the moment Allah decides to take our time, then we go be bin Salim with a pure, purified heart that is ready to meet Allah. So you must remember, in Allah Jameel, and Allah Ta'ala is actually, uh, is beauty. And uh, he will never accept, except for only beauty or so. So you need to have a beautiful heart, clean heart, that does well in order to meet Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. So definitely, uh, this moment is the one we look forward to, I look forward to, and I know we look forward to, and all the women is looking forward to, and all of us together, inshallah, on that day, we want to have that big smile and actually looking at our Creator, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, Shaf. Ameena, Summa Ameena, Shaykh and you know, as the focus on our topic, you know, having cheerful ways and you know, some of the things, that, I think the most important thing, actually, Maida, is a smile. You know, you tend to smile when you're happy, and a smile, you know, is a, it's a, it's an icebreaker, actually, Maida. What's your thoughts on that, you know, smiling and, you know, uh, you know breaking the ice? You know, smiling is one of the beautiful pillars, actually, of, uh, of a human being, a fundamental pillar of being a good human being. And even when Nabi Sallallahu has brought it in the, in the Sunnah, so just that putting that, that beautiful smile on the face of another Muslim is actually like uh, giving out charity. So which means, you know, if the moment you smile, you're actually telling the person that you're welcome to talk to me and you're welcome to be my brother and I accept you as a brother. And I mean, that is what only the smile does. It creates that. Even if you don't talk to the person, just smile at him. Wherever they're going, you have that actually, if they're having a bad day, they say, not, ah, that smile I got from that person just made my day. And there you got already a reward for that, for smiling at the person. And one day they will be looking forward maybe to meet you and just have a chat with you because of that smile you've given them. And this is where Islam builds its rules its roots for because it needs for us to be conversating and discussing and talking through talking and conversation that's where we understand uh, each other's weakest points and the strongest points and once you find that i've got a weaker point on a certain aspect in discussing with you you'll be able to uh, advise me sharp to say you know what your weakest point is that you're not waking up for fajr in time you are missing fajr all the time and you're missing your salahs in time because you're reading them alone that's your weakest point the moment you start reading salah in jamaat wake up for fajr even if you don't read in jamaat but you read in its actual time as allah said so when it comes to salah, you know, by the believers, Allah has made it in his own prescribed times. So if you do that, you become a believer in Allah's want, and Allah is going to love you. And the moment Allah loves you, that means we won't be talking about these issues that you're saying, depression and the rest of that, because Allah will find a way of actually uh, taking all these sorrows we have in you and bring some kind of uh, consolence and some kind of uh, uh, comfort in you and some kind of uh, uh, smile on your face and some kind of heart satisfaction that you're going to get because your heart is always inclined to Allah. Subhanahu wa Remember, you just say earlier, to say by the remembrance of Allah, 
That's when your heart gets satisfaction. And that's not only by reading the Quran, but by doing good and understand what I'm doing. I'm doing it for the pleasure of Allah, I'm knowing that Allah can reward me if I do it rightly. And if I do it wrong, I might be uh, liable uh, to eat because I've done it wrong, Shaf. Yes, sir, Shakur, sure, Maida. You know, I'm just thinking aloud that, you know, when you look at Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu and all the prophets, I mean, all the um, uh, Sahabas, you know, they always fit people. In other words, they exercised, they rode the horses, they were fit as a fiddle. And, you know, this also adds to your disposition of uh, having a cheerful uh, countenance because your body is fit. And when your body is fit, I mean, you are free from pain and all those other things that comes uh, of, uh, you know, of, of, of not being fit. So the importance of exercise, I mean, it, it should be a part and parcel of our deen, Sheikh Shreem Maida. Your thoughts? You know, Chef, you you hit it right there because our Nabi Sallallahu has mentioned a tradition uh, saying, Al-Mu'min al-Qawiyu khayrun min al-Mu'min al-Dhaif. He say a strong Mu'min is much better than a Mu'min who is weak uh, in bodily. You know, you're talking about not exercising and the rest of that. Although both of them will get reward from Allah Ta'ala. But the moment, you know, you exercise and your body is strong, you are able to move mountains. You can move around and do it. But the moment you're weak, we say, let's go for jihad. You won't be able to move. And the enemies will come and capitalize on you simply because you cannot move. But when you're strong and well-trained and you can do things like this, what our deen of Islam wants. You know, it wants strong Muslims with the strong values because they're the ones that brings values to the community. Once you have that strong will and you're strong at heart and you're strong, physically, boldly you're strong. Definitely, Shaf, you can do a lot of things, which means making your salah will be very easy. You can go into ruku, into sajda, and any position of salah without feeling, without feeling any eggs. But if you don't do exercise, you go for salah, you're lazy. You can't even read salah standing because your body cannot handle all that. So we need actually to get uh, off our feet and do that. As you're saying, as having Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam were actually uh, horse riders, which means they went around and did exercise. Even on Nabi Sallallahu there's once, he could actually do wrestling with his wives. You know, that tells you that you're trying to gain uh, some momentum when it comes to uh, a bodybuilding. In this case, to say you need to have some kind of exercise so you can, you can stay strong. And once you're strong, you'll be able to move the mountains. Yeah, racing and running and doing press-ups and whatever. Hey, do it, people. Do it. And even go and have a lovely swim. I think uh, that's, uh, in, in that exercise, every muscle in your body is uh, worked upon. And then, uh, Sheikh Shreem what's really happening in this meretricious world is they got this nightlife. You know, they'll tell you in America, Mississippi, uh, or New York, a town that never sleeps, or a city that never sleeps. Like, it's such a wonderful thing to do, because nature by itself, I mean, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I've created night and day, so that during the day you can go out and work, and at night you can rest and sleep. And, you know, when you get plenty of sleep, Sheikh Shreem uh, your b body is... Uh, refurbished I mean, it gets the type of power the energy to make good ibadah to think fresh in the morning and uh, not to walk like a uh, intoxicated individual and you know half the time you're sleepy and you know you look droopy and so forth the importance of us to get back to how divine decree works you know the whole things of this world proceeds by divine decree and not by man's administration or not by this uh, meretricious uh, beauty that this world shows, but what happens to man when he gets captured by that, then slowly but surely he's on the road to burnout, spiritually, intellectually, and physically, Shakespeare Baida. 
Isishafa, once you become a copycat and try and do things that does not belong to you, it becomes a problem, Shaf, because it's only allowed who allowed who seen a two well I know. You know, no slumber or sleep overtakes him, you know. Despite having whatsoever he owns on earth and in the heaven, which means he could have needed some kind of rest for that. But he doesn't need all that, despite creating all that and sustaining them. And then he's given us this because our lives actually they need to replenish at all the time we get hungry and we need to eat food in order actually to uh, bring in some kind of, of strength to the body but at the same time allowed us put the night as a sleep as a replenishment for our body so okay they can function properly so as you said the moment we start working till we can go 24 7 you look at those lively cities not the same people that are working 24 7 but they exchange shifts because they cannot even make it in the way they call in the uh, night life whatsoever they still watch waking shifts so they cannot work concurrently uh, to meet up to the expectation of what they're saying. So it's all just these are creations that are there uh, more on uh, shaitanic inclinement where to get people actually not to sleep during the night and uh, not to sleep during the day but must go and spend the money in the wrong way. You look at all these places, Shab, they're infested with gambling, casinos and the rest of that. So anybody that says they went there to the nightlife is either nightclub uh, gambling is something that is not Islamic that they're enjoying when they're going there. So, I mean, we've got our places, Shepard, we can go as Muslims. Masjid al-Aqsa is waiting for us to go visit. You know, Haram Makkah is waiting for us to visit. And uh, we got uh, uh, the Haram in Medina waiting for us to visit. So, I mean, these are the places where we should be actually setting ourselves up to say, I would like to go uh, one day uh, to Makkah and perform my Umrah and go to Medina and visit my Nabi Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Instead of actually uh, setting up journeys for Disneyland and the rest of that with our families, which actually means nothing in our lives. I mean, it, it, it brings nothing but the wastage of resources that Allah has given you. You go waste instead of taking those resources and go make ibadat in, and enjoy in understanding, seeing the beauty of the Kaaba. You remember, you know, we're talking about Miraj and Isra. Where well, Nabi Sallallahu says he went uh, to seven heavens and they he did see Bayutul Ma'mul, which is the house that is standing straight on top of the Kaaba in seven heavens. And in this house, that's where 70,000 angels go for tawaf every day. So you look at the tawaf every day, 70,000. When they're gone, they will never come back again. It's another state that will come the following day. So this house was given to us that we can go every year, every month, and perform tawaf which the angels are given the permission only to go once in a lifetime that goes around that Baitul Mahmur. And we can go around the Kaaba as much as we can, as long as we are alive, and we've got the means to do so, Shah. Yes, sir, Sheikh Shoyimah, uh, I agree with you there. And also, you know, when you look around us, you know, it's so easy for us, uh, you know, with all the things that we do. But what's uh, the, the, the frightening thing is around that the type of food we have around uh, you know, it's all being captured uh, by this conglomerates who are, uh, you know, making it haram by the minute, or the, you know, like an innocent thing, like 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 uh, chocolate and so many other products, byproducts of uh, the swine flesh and swine fat getting into that. So, you know, we should be careful the type of food we eat and uh, we should pray fervently to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us stayer food because they say even if you take, as, I mean, a, a sizable amount of haram, uh, your, your, your du'as are not accepted and I mean your imagine your recitation of the noble Quran and so forth I mean it doesn't only affect you physically and um, you know psychologically or even spiritually but there's a impact on the entire household 
because you as a shepherd of the flock uh, unwittingly, uh, you know, doing the wrong things, eating out here, and you know, you can't trust anyone and everyone. You don't know what type of food they're preparing. And uh, then it has uh, consequences on the family members. Uh, how do you react to that, Sheikh? You know, Sheikh, when it comes to that, you know, I'll go back and remember Marhum uh, uh, Muftayaz, may Allah grant his cover with a lot of nur, inshallah, and grant him Jannah. You know, if you could remember, I used to say in these talks, uh, you know, if you eat too much junk, you become a junkie, you know. So definitely when it comes to food uh, security, Shaf, is one of the most important aspects in life that we have to be extremely careful and see what kind of food we're eating. And uh, it's not about a look, uh, looking the labeled uh, halal part, but we need actually to investigate deeper and understand how it becomes halal. I'll give you this uh, scenario, Shaf. I was just talking to my wife. She says, you've gone odd now. You don't want to study, do something. I say, no, at the moment, I'm looking forward to study, but I want to study food science. So food science, which means poultry and uh, animal science, and even the plants that we're growing, just to understand what chemicals are going into these foods before they come to the market. And then from there, we can start countering and understanding which other chemicals that are halal can be used in order for us to be eating halal food. Because at the moment, Shaf, the food security is in the hands of non-believers, and they can do anything they want to do and label it uh, in any, any way they want to label it to keep us happy so we can still consume that. Because as you said, Shaf, food is what makes us who we are. You know, if we're eating food that is halal and that is purified, definitely our minds will be sober, not sluggish, not even lazy to go eat salah, not even lazy to do good, not even shy to do something that is actually uh, recommendable as a Muslim to make wudu in the public place and put, pull up a masala and read salah there because of the food you're eating is actually pure and tells you, and Lauta is pure, you have to worship in this moment in time. But simply because of the food that we are eating, because sometimes we're looking for the label and we're not looking for the label. We say, as long as I make bismillah, then the food is halal. That's where sharp it becomes wrong because you find in most of the food particles, they go to those genetics uh, from pork and the rest of that. And we're just consuming and enjoying it, most especially in, uh, in the fast food shop. In the fast food industry, we have to be extremely careful of what we eat and which places we eat from. Let's consult our ulama. Let's consult these halal authorities. Get them out from the backside instead of sitting. They sit too much sometimes, whereby they're not actually looking into what is happening. They just go there sometimes, they're lazy to do the workshop. They just go to the plant, not checking around, just putting the books, everything is right and is correct. Not knowing uh, the multitude of people that are getting harmed by putting trust in them to say they've done something that is right. So let's not leave uh, important things like this in the hands of individuals, Shaf, because this is what makes us or breaks us. So let's make sure we look forward to see what is happening and what food we're eating. Is it halal enough and what makes it halal? Is it done accordingly or is the animal uh, raised according to the sunnah way? Actually, it was given the best food that we knew it could be given so that we can have something that's pure and purified or not. So once we can have that, Shaf, we have uh, stringent measures in place where we actually chat with our, our halal bodies and work with them on seminars and sit with them to understand what is happening. It would be easy for us actually to open our eyes and help and see what is happening. You know, recently we've seen a lot of things happening, Sharp, even pork uh, getting actually uh, the label of halal. We've seen that happening in different places. So it is a very ter terrible and dangerous place that we're living in. So we have to be extremely careful. And what we eat, Sharp, as you said, is what makes us, period. Yeah, well said there, and I like the way you emphasize that what you eat is what you are. 
you are what you eat. Uh, even Sheikh did that, uh, Rahimullah said that uh, very eloquently. You are what you eat. And, uh, you know, people get, uh, yeah, mesmerized with him. Um, my engineer here, Lukalo, has just informed me he's trying to get hold of Maulana Salim Karim, and uh, it seems uh, the line we can't get through to him. So, Sheikh Shoyamayza, can we indulge you for the next uh, 20 minutes or so? Allah bless you for that. Now, you know, continuing with our topic, uh, you know, how we can be cheerful always. And, uh, you know, we went through various uh, scenarios. But the practice of gratitude, you know, to be someone that always is grateful and gratitude and showing the uh, quality of gratitude, that is such an important thing, you know. Even if it's a small thing like saying, Jazakallah, you know, Alhamdulillah. Maybe these are the things that we're forgetting. And in most cases, you notice uh, that uh, parents who do this, automatically the children behave like them. But parents uh, that are, you know, that are not gracious, it's unfortunately they spoil uh, the future of the younger generation, Sheikh Maida. No, Shaf, it starts uh, from small, small, meaningful things, Shaf, like an example. Uh, we want to eat food in a house, we say, Bismillah, Allah, Barakatillah. We're eating in the name of Allah and from the barakah that Allah has granted us. And the moment you finish eating your food, Alhamdulillah, that's a sign of gratitude. You know, praise are due to Allah, who has given sustained us at this very moment. And uh, after we're hungry and we got some meals that we didn't uh, expect it was going to come. But Allah has given that to us, despite it being uh, in your fridge or you seeing it in your freezer or being having it in your storeroom, it doesn't mean that it's meant for you. But at this very moment, it's ready, or it was really meant for me that I've had it. We've seen how many people have a whole uh, storage of food inside, but a lot that takes them away and that food is eaten by somebody else. So this is where gratitude starts. As you said, Shaf, teaching our children uh, from small age to show appreciation, we say, Jazakallah, no, shukran, alhamdulillah. It is actually another way of actually uh, teaching the kids to understand things. You buy them things, you come with it forward, you say, Jazakallah, daddy, for that. You teach them that, you know. Always you must follow up on them. You give them a sweet, ask them a question. What do you say, son? Or what do you say, daughter? Jazakallah, daddy. I mean, that uh, makes them grow with attitude of actually uh, appreciating and uh, gratitude. And this is what we need. As uh, we did mention earlier on, Shaf, uh, we are allowed to ask mention, say, well, in shakar tum la nakum. If you show gratitude, Allah Ta'ala is going to actually increase you. If the children make that gratitude uh, gesture, it means the making dua for you as a parent say, may Allah Ta'ala grant you more so we can bring a lot of gratitude to what you're doing for us. So it is uh, a habit that we need to start inculcating in our kids and in our families to learn to understand. You know, even if the teacher does something for them, mark the books, say to them, teacher, Jazakallah khair, the teacher teaches them something nice, Jazakallah khair for teaching us this, we didn't know, we're going to explain it to our parents. You know, the brothers teach them, the apas in the madrasa teach them, say Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah for teaching us. This is what we should uh, uh, start teaching the kids' story. So we build from there. Once we start picking out things that look like simple and small and no value, then definitely when it comes to things that adds a big value in your life, it will be very easy for the kids and for us to uh, show gratitude, Chef. Yeah, khaira there, Sheikh. And also, you know, I think something that we uh, definitely fail on is uh, to compliment people. You know, we don't compliment enough. If people are doing good work, go and compliment them. If there's Alim is doing fantastic, uh, you know, Gabe, a fantastic bayan, take the time to go and tell them, hey, you know what, I really enjoyed that. And even our little kids, when they are, you know, they, they drink things, uh, compliment them and reward them. Even, you know, buy them a chocolate or a sweet or something, or even give them some uh, money, you know, 
and say, you know, well done. I think these are things that we are forgetting today in uh, acknowledging uh, people and even acknowledging uh, the future generations, uh, Sheikh Shreipaina. You know, Shavache, this is what builds up uh, societies and communities, like acknowledging what people do, uh, what is good. You know, if uh, somebody gives a good lecture, you've learned something good, as you said, Shav, it is essential for us to make time to say, no, Jazakallah, you know, for the lecture, I've learned something new, you know, today. And uh, even take the number for the alim to say, I would like to call you sometime so that I can learn, I can ask a few questions that I need, uh, uh, I mean, a darkness when it comes to my dean. And that is what you should be doing. And uh, the same thing, as you said, for the kids, when they do good, actually uh, encourage them to do more good. And how do you do that? By showing appreciation, as you said, buy chocolate for them, even give them money, which is 10 rand or 20 rand to say, this is for you, for actually coming out with that brilliant idea and for doing well uh, at the madrasa or at school. That actually just encourages the kids to say, mashallah, I've done this and they gave me this. What if I do better than that? The same even for you and me, Shaf. If we do something, you get an incentive. I'm not saying an incentive such as say, somebody must come give give money. But incentive that somebody comes to say, you know, very good, very uh, uh, well actually researched, like we enjoyed what you've done. Definitely it will push me and it will push you to say, okay, let me go do a little bit more research and uh, get what I can do. I know Allah has blessed you, Shaf, you know, to say it openly. Allah has blessed you that you don't go too much into research and just shows you unless speaks through you because i mean uh, you know you're chosen by allah to do this good work or say you know what, i envy you on that one but may allah to grant you a lot of baraka and to tell you let me say you know what i actually um i actually uh get more encouragement when i when i listen from you you know you're topics that you come up with, you know, may a lot of really reward you the best because you choose the best of topics that actually somebody who's listening, they can pick up and learn a lot of things and, uh, you know, keep on uh, bringing these best topics and may a lot of grant you good health and long life so that you shall like the Ummah can benefit more uh, from the type of shows that you bring forward, Shaf. Being it uh, your charts with ulama, your charts with the uh, uh, doctors, your charts with lawyers, Shaf, you bring up the best. You know, Sheikh Shreemaida, I'm, I'm really grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. And, you know, I remember when I first started broadcasting and someone said, oh, you know, you, uh, you're you good at comparative religion. And, you know, there were colleagues around me, they were pushing me comparative religion, comparative religion. And in my mind, I thought, you know what, I can do all the shows. Why not uh, try this and that? And then suddenly there was a uh, one of uh, my uh, program manager, and he was my broadcasting manager, by the way, and our own Mufti, A.K. Hussein, was our resident uh, Mufti. And he backed me a lot at that time. And Allah bless our Mufti, A.K. Hussein, and Umar Farooq Hussein. But what Umar Farooq did, Sheikh uh, Shweb immediately looked at me. And one day he heard me, you know, standing in on uh, Sawal Khair for Ibrahim Genghis. And he heard me deeply and he said, listen, I want you to do the doctor's show. Because the doctor that I interviewed was a cardiologist. And Ashraf Musa, yeah, Dr. Ashraf Musa. And I recall... Every question I asked him, he told me, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And I said, hey, but Umar, a doctor show. And there's it, Sheikh Shoemaida. Up to today, by Allah's uh, grace, I'm doing a doctor show. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, virtually I've done every show. But it is, uh, you know, I feel a Muslim should be an all-rounder. And uh, this is the gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. And as you say, uh, you know, when you're talking on A, you have to have uh, some value. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. But alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah. It must be such a good show, like if Mufti A.K. Hussein does his q and I'm sure he enjoys it when he listens to himself. You know what, I added value there. In the same year, I'm very critical. If I, if I listen to it and I say, ah, oh, no, man, you can't do that. 
you can't sin and uh, you know let the people down because you look today, Sheikh Shomaiza, there's so many, many uh, platforms, uh, radio, Islamic radio stations. That, so you always have to be on top of your game, uh, Sheikh Shomaiza. Your thoughts? No, definitely you have to be on top of your game when you do things. Whatsoever you do, you know, Shaf, if you put Allah first, definitely things go wrong. I'll give you a simple question I want you to answer. Who was the first one uh, among the ulama that are doing uh, comparative religion to take the dawah to the sea, you know? Uh, I'll give you that uh, around South Africa, <laughs> Devon area. Uh, it's uh, Shafat Ahmed Khan. I, I don't know if you still remember that. You know, no, uh, so, you know uh, Sheikh, you know that, uh, you, you're talking about uh, dawah to the sea. I mean, uh, I, mean I, I, uh, I mean, Allah had blessed me that uh, I was president of that organization till, uh, you know, maybe closed that uh, a few years ago. But, you know, Dr. Khalid al-Mansur told me, this is what he told me. He's maroom to Allah fill his cover with nur, quite an intelligent man. He said, you know, Shafat, to target the sailors for dawah is a stroke of genius. Now, this was in 1990. He said, to target the sailors for dawah is a stroke of genius because the sailor is a carrier of the message to the four corners of the globe. And at that time, we didn't have WhatsApp, we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have what and what. But we, uh, you know what, we were there disseminating the message. And I know Sheikh Shoaib Maida must have given tons and tons of Islamic, you know, literature from Sheikh uh, Ahmadi that uh, noble Quran went to the four corners of the globe. We gave it in different languages. So definitely Sheikh Shoaib Maida, that was a moment in time and it was an absolutely, you know, memorable moment. Uh, there were mayors on board that, that we organized burial for. And there were ships that were stranded in the harbor that couldn't pay uh, the water bill and they couldn't pay a certain, uh, uh, you know, they couldn't get food on board. We, we used to organize all that. And uh, there were ships in the harbor, you know, when that uh, war took place in Iraq. There was an Iraq vessel whilst the Americans were invading Iraq. They were watching the, uh, the, the the footage and crying. And, you know, these and all these made newspaper headlines. I mean, I noticed I uh, kept on appearing on the Daily News and the Natal Mercury and all that. But Noor Allah Noor, there were certain individuals that rallied around me and we managed to do something, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept that. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even bless people like Advocate Ayam Bawa, who was also the vice president of the uh, uh, of the MSI. And also, you know, we had people from, uh, uh, you know, around uh, Durban and all, all uh, you know, embracing us and celebrating us. But, you know, we got to know sailors from around the world, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. And that was a moment in time. It must have been a likey then, otherwise, you know, we would have had you with us going on board. And we used to sometime finish off, you know, 10, 11, sometime midnight with our Dawa programs and, you know, come back uh, home and uh, so forth. But at uh, that time, it was quite safe, uh, Yashir. Yes, you know, definitely, you know, that's just to mention a few of what you've done. So this is to say, you know, do you need actually people to be coming out to say, Rashaf, Jazakallah, you did a good job here. And may Allah ta'ala reward you, although you don't, you do not need, you do not need it, but uh, mm-hmm. you did for the pleasure of Allah ta'ala. But, you know, people need to appreciate this. I just brought that forward just to show you that I do appreciate. And uh, actually, you need actually... Uh, to be commended for the good work you've done. You know, there's a lot of shows, Shaf, that I listen to, or give an example, the Juma Lift of which also I look forward when it comes to Jumas. You know, these are good shows that comes in, actually, uplift the people's spirit, like on a Juma as well. So, you know, you do a good job. You know, may Allah reward you. So I, I'm actually making it for you to understand that, you know, what job you're doing, 
allowed, I can see it, and also we witnesses to that, inshallah. And there's a lot of people that I look forward to all these kind of shows because they're very educational, inspirational, and at the same time, the shows that will help us actually achieve certain knowledge that we did not know. We might even learn one sentence today that we can implement in our lives and uh, become a game changer in our lives and become a game changer that if we're going on the wrong track, with that knowledge that we've earned for the day, inshallah, can start developing some seeds of actually progress in our lives whereby we start implementing one, but at another day, uh, another actual aspect in life that we never used to implement in our lives. And that will draw us close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the day we close our eyes, shaft, we have implemented certain aspects in life and changes in our lives that makes us good people, Shaf. Absolutely, Sheikh Shuramayda. And, you know, uh, you know, when you think about uh, our topic, you know, why is it important to be a cheerful person? I mean, you were, whenever you're going on, even, you, you know, I remember going on board the ship and, you know, there were times... Uh, uh, the captain will tell you, uh, you know what, uh, you know, I'm an Egyptian, why are you coming on board? You know, we don't need you. And, uh, you know, you just look at him and, you know, if, it's so easy to get angry and turn away. But you just have to make supper but still smile and say, okay, okay, captain, if you can answer this, uh, uh, you know, uh, this uh, question of mine, then you don't need me. Because I know you Egyptian, you speak Arabic, Rabbul Mashraini, Rabbul Mahribain. A lot of the two east and lot of the two west. So which is it of the law, uh, favors of your Lord do you deny? I want you to explain that uh, in English. You know, give me the English uh, equivalent. And you know, uh, there's an Egyptian who speaks an uh, Arabic language. And he's, uh, he, he goes like this, uh, something like, uh, you know, I said, you're hesitating. Uh, should a Christian missionary come on board and question you? Uh, he says, hey, you don't even know your, your, your book properly. So immediately... You got them there. And then they say, oh, okay, Yahi, come, let's talk. And now this is, you know, I broke so many barriers just by bringing in and talking about the noble Quran and empowering them. And then there came a moment when these Egyptians or even the Pakistanis or whoever they were, whenever they came into the harbor, their first call was, where Shafat Ahmad Khan? Hey, we need more of this, we need that, we need that. Or the, the Christian Padre on, on, on board, please come. And, uh, you know, it was like having a wonderful moment and, you know, uh, explaining the the, the, the the Quran, the eyes of the Quran, with the, you know a lot of help from Sheikh Ahmadi, that Rahimullah. But uh, these were moments uh, that I treasured, and uh, you know I thank Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for that. And uh, you know we may take it for granted, oh no, these people are from there, they'll be better. And that, but you'd be amazed that there are so many people. There's so much to learn and so much to talk about, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. So you know we must thank Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for that. We are very grateful. Now, as I was saying, this is important for us to be a cheerful person. And besides that, Sheikh Shoemaida, besides feeling good, positive emotions do good things for our brains and our bodies. You know what they do, Sheikh? They lower our stress hormones. They, uh, they also help us, uh, Sheikh, to uh, ease anxiety and depression and improve our immune system. Feeling some you know, positive emotions every day has a big effect on our happiness and well-being. All right, you know, maybe people say, hey, stress, uh, you know, we Muslims, okay. But uh, this is, uh, generally it happens, but some will say, you know what? with our Iman, with our Sikrullah, with the, you know, in connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and maybe be immune from that too. But uh, Sheikh Shui Maida, you know, feeling that positivity, having a whole uh, disposition of a happy uh, countenance and a lovely, rounded, well-being uh, human being, I mean, that makes a big difference, not only to yourself, but uh, to all those that are around you. And suddenly, you know, when you are that powerful, 
uh, you can melt anyone's sexual mind. What do you say? No, no, definitely. You see, you just gave the, the good answer. You gave it already. Uh, that the first thing is the smile, you know. The fact that you come with a smile, you melt everything out. And now you bring Rabbul Mashrikain wa Rabbul Maghribain. You know, you fabi ayyala irabbikuma to kaddiban. Which of the favors of your Rabb uh, would you deny the... Uh, the Lord of two universe uh, of, of uh, West and the Lord of two East. So if you bring that to somebody, definitely to make them sit on the corner and start thinking, okay, now there's some kind of talk here that needs some serious thinking and some uh, serious dissection. So this actually makes life easier for the person now to uh, to be able in the company of others because you came in with one good language. You know, you didn't come to say, look, me, I'm a South African and this is what you do and this is South Africa, but you come in to say, this is Allah Ta'ala you talk about South Africa, Egypt, talk about the sea and everything. It's allowed to have created it. You know, it's the brains that you have allowed to have created it to help you actually manage this ship that uh, you think you're the captain of. Really, that makes a very big difference. And people come uh, close to you and lean with you. And the moment you sit and they get used to you, Shaf, that's the simplest tool for you to dow for dawa. Because you must remember, when it comes to dawa, Shaf, you know, you can never go invite people that are not familiar with you. When you come to Dao, you start face with familiar faces. You look at Nabi Sallallahu who was the face to be invited to the uh, to the Dawat of Islam? It was Bibi Khatija radiallahu ta'ala, because they're very close companions, the family, they live together. And the moment he says to her, listen, now there's one deen we have to uh, go by of Ashhadu la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad al-Rasul. She does understand exactly because she knows the way he behaves and she knows what kind of a humble human being he is. And next move, uh, to the next phase, Abu Bakr is Siddiq, a very close companion, a friend. Talk to him, he knows, you know, when my friend comes and says, this definitely makes a lot of sense. I'm the first one to accept this deen, and I'll be among his that. And you start looking for those that are close to you, you start inviting them. You know, it was not going to be easy to start uh, straight away to Abu Jahal and Umar ibn al-Khattab and the rest of that. That's not how it works, because there's no that kind of sadaqa or friendship in between we each other, you've been together, you've done things together, you understand each other's thinking. So that's how it works. So the approach uh, of your team in those moments may allow to reward you the best, and those that are passed on may allow to grant them general fidels. The approach was very good, the approach of Islamical, and the approach was according to the Sunnah and the teaching of Nabi Muhammad, which everybody should adopt. And I can assure you that I've met. Uh, people actually uh, that says we got this Quran from uh, uh, a brother by the name of Shafat in the uh, in, in South Africa. I've made them somewhere outside this continent. So that's why I just brought it. Not I'm just saying it for the sake of saying it, but I'm saying it to say I'm witness to what good work you've done, Shafat, and Allah reward you the best. Uh, bless you, Sheikh Shoemaida, for being so magnanimous. And, uh, you know, I'm truly humble, but uh, I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hope and pray that I will get my... Uh, Jews from my maker and my creator because I did it purely to uh, please him and also you know as you talk I think of Hafiz Ismail Fakhruddin uh, part of the trust board Hafiz uh, uh, Ismail Saliji and all these uh, members that, that did a lot of uh, great work and Alhamdulillah Dr. Uh, Fakhruddin also and all those uh, different family members I also recall Joe Parak of Twin Clothing and many others that said hey chef if you're running short of transport we got our whole fleet here. Use it, man. Use it. And Alhamdulillah, I'm not forgetting Farouk Jaguars and all these fathers that made Parda from the dunya. They were all so embracing and so celebrating of the whole work that we did. I'm not forgetting Musa Jaguar also. And the, the Manjras, you know, 
uh, feeding the sailors, uh, cooking our Eid meals and so forth. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allah bless them all. Here's a show you, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, we got a few minutes to go. But you know, you know, how can we be happy? You know, we have to trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we should uh, remind ourselves that we are created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking extra care of us, which means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows us better than we know ourselves and that we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only plans good for us, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. Uh, definitely, Shab. We need to understand that, you know, uh, uh, that's why if we need help, uh, if we seek assistance, we need to look to Allah ta'ala. As we did say earlier, one Shab, you know, regarding uh, him not, uh, uh, not uh, slumber, not overtaking him or sleep, actually 24-7 is actually uh, taking care of us. So definitely, you know, we need... Uh, uh, to praise Allah Ta'ala and actually seek companionship with Him divinely by doing what is right at all the times. And uh, you must remember, and the one who actually relies on Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala is very self-sufficient for the person who relies on Allah Ta'ala. And definitely this is what we should be doing. You know, and tawakkul uh, is another good thing uh, that, you know, you rely on Allah Ta'ala and you do things right in order to get that uh, outcome of that reliance. You know, as the Nabi Sallallahu has given us uh, a good example to that on how we should be doing that. He says, لَوْ أَنَّكُمْ تَتَوَكَّرُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ حَكَّ تَوَكُّلِهِ لَيَرَزَكَكُمْ كَمَا يَرْزُكُ التِّيُورِ If we had actually that tawakkul in Allah Ta'ala, truly as it's supposed to be done, Allah Ta'ala is going to sustain us the same way he sustains the birds. You know, they leave early in the morning empty stomach, wataruh bitwana, and they come back with full stomach and even some for the chickless in the nest. So it tells you, Shah, to say, you know what, if you have faith and trust in Allah Ta'ala, definitely Allah Ta'ala is going to find a way of sustaining you from any sources that you never expected. Allah find the means that you get that kind of sustainers. So yes, we need to have that faith and trust in Allah Ta'ala all the time and do things accordingly. And we look forward that if I do wrong, Allah sees it. And if I do right, Allah appreciates it. And once you do that, definitely, Shah, we'll be sitting on the right channel. And we won't have difficulties in this dunya. We have easiness until the day we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because simply our lives are full of gratitude and acceptance to say whatsoever good is coming from Allah ta'ala and whatsoever bad is coming to us is either a consequence of our wrongdoing. So that actually will keep us going and being on the right track, Shah. Can you check your reminder once again? Very grateful to you for ex uh, accepting the second half. And uh, Alhamdulillah, being brilliant uh, as usual, a scholar, I'm, I'm glad uh, that uh, we are using on uh, the platform the Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah and Jamaah. And I check your reminder before we let you go, perhaps your parting words uh, this evening. I know we need actually to uh, do things right in life and. Uh... As uh, we were speaking earlier on, you know, show gratitude and appreciation to those that are doing good in your communities, being it your children, uh, being your families, your wife cooked uh, the nice and beautiful meals. You must say, Jazakallah, my wife, for the food that is so beautiful and, and so delicious. You know, you've made such a lovely food. I just brought the uh, item to the house and you made a beautiful meal out of that. I mean, that makes a big uh, difference and actually encourages the person to do more than coming home and not showing appreciation. The same with the them when they do something right, show them appreciation, show them that you do appreciate what they've done. Same with your ulama around your area and 
everybody else, actually show them that okay, you've seen, you acknowledge the goodness and what the lot of good, definitely that makes a big difference and actually encourages the society and the family members to do good at all the times, which is the main reason why we're here. We are the best ummah that Allah has created just to do good, enjoying what is good and forbid what is wrong and have faith in Allah ta'ala shah. Allah bless you, Allah keep you. Uh, you have a beautiful and a lovely evening ahead. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, sir, I would like to thank uh, Lucalo for brilliant engineering uh, this evening. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming and uh, lovely, even Nasheed's interspersed all over. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.